I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. I was recently delivering a program to one of my clients who has me on retainer. I have a few pieces of curriculum that I teach to all of their store managers. I always leave plenty of time for Q&A with this group because the challenges they face seem endless, and as new managers, they are always confronting things that they didn't expect. And many times, they are things that I could have never anticipated or imagined. And if you've ever been in a live training session or keynote with me, you know how much I love the Q&A part of the program. Put me on the spot. Make me think on my feet. Bring it on. So a question came up from one of these new store managers that a lot of people in the training session could relate to. It was this. The person told me, I inherited an underperforming employee from the previous store manager. They let this person get away with everything. They never disciplined them for what they were doing wrong and basically left this person alone because it was too difficult to coach them. This person gets defensive and she's just simply awful to deal with. And now she's my problem. What can I do? (laughs) A chorus of amens went up from the participants in this session. They could all relate. And the whole room looked at me expectantly. They had either experienced the same problem in the past, they were currently experiencing it, or they knew that they would have to deal with it firsthand at some point in the future. The very first thing out of my mouth was this. I said, you are not at fault and you are 100% responsible. There was an audible gasp in the room and then they began to nod in agreement. I went on and reinforced the message. You did not create this problem. You inherited it. And now it is fully and totally yours. So that's the good news. You didn't create this problem. And the rest of the good news is that you can clean it up. And you must. You are 100% responsible for what goes on in your store, even if you didn't hire that troublesome employee. And it doesn't end there. There may be inventory in your store or items on your menu that you don't think will sell well or that you don't even want to sell, but the corporate office sent you the merchandise or put the item on your menu. It doesn't matter how it got there. It is now your complete responsibility to coach the employee up or out. It is your responsibility to sell the merchandise. It is your responsibility to get people to order the new item on the menu. So let's go back to that employee that you didn't hire who's underperforming, toxic to the culture or to the customers or even worse. They are now 100% your responsibility. Why? 
And why does it matter? Well, so why are they your responsibility? (laughs) Well, my friend, you now manage the store. You call the shots on all things personnel and human resources related. It's yours and yours alone. Why does it matter? Well, if this employee has been getting away with who knows what on the previous store manager's watch, all of the other employees, and I mean all of them, have their eyes on you to see what you're going to do about it. Many of them have probably been fed up with the dysfunctional employee and the way they've been acting or whatever it is they've been getting away with. They want to see you take clear and decisive action. They're rooting for you as their new leader to fix this. In a sense, it's a test for you, a test of your leadership skills, a test that if you pass, they will all have a tremendous amount of respect for you and want to continue to work for and with you. And if you fail, if you let sleeping dogs lie, as the saying goes, you will not have a chance in you know where to earn their respect and their trust. They will be disempowered and disengaged. They will get cynical. They might start looking for other work. And in this tight labor market, you cannot afford to lose them, especially the good ones. And those are always the ones who are at the highest level of risk for leaving. Or it might be even worse. If they're not among the best and brightest in the bunch, they might start to emulate the dysfunctional employee's behavior or something even worse. You can't risk that. You must address the employee, their behavior, their performance, whatever it is, you must address it. So as you might expect in this leadership training I was doing for the new store managers, these store managers looked at me and said, how Janelle, what do we say? What do we do? So here's the advice I shared with them. And as I often do, I framed it in a step-by-step approach, because if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I love a good process. Step one, I told them, observe the behaviors that aren't working. Observe them for yourself. Don't rely on secondhand data from another employee. Watch, listen, and take notes. If you happen to be in a call center environment where things are recorded, grab the recordings of the inappropriate or dysfunctional behavior in addition to documenting it. Step two, set up a meeting with the person away from other employees and share the facts of what you've observed and the impact on the organization. That could be the impact on your customers or on your store's sales, on the attitudes of their coworkers. It could be just about anything, but it absolutely needs to trace back to an organizational impact. It can't just be that the person is rude or has a bad attitude or isn't doing their side work. It needs to map directly to how that situation is bad for business. In doing that, you'll keep the focus on the work at hand, on the organizational impact, and the focus will be less on the individual employee. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. 
in absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, as part of this conversation, you will also want to acknowledge that you have a different style of managing than your predecessor might have had. Because this dysfunctional employee is probably thinking, so why is this a problem now? Jeff, who used to have your job, didn't care if I was late or rude or whatever it is. So you want to own it and explain that your expectation may be different from your predecessor. Now, as a quick side note, If you're new at holding this kind of conversation, you might want to grab a copy of my book, Head On, How to Approach Difficult Conversations Directly, where I walk you through how to structure a difficult conversation. I'll link it up in the show notes. Step three, ask for their side. Use your very best listening skills and hear them out. You might be surprised at what you learn. In their side of the story, whether hidden or out in the open, you might learn about things that aren't working well in your operation, both for that person and for others. You might learn something about the person's personal life that's getting in the way of them bringing their best effort to the job. Let go of any preconceived ideas you have about what their side of the story might be as you listen to them. Step four, make a plan together. What are the specific steps or behavioral changes that need to be taken? What exact outcomes are you looking for? Get the employee's perspective as well. Make sure that the plan that you develop is feasible for them. If it doesn't sound like it is, keep looking for solutions that match your business need that might work for them. And if you absolutely can't come up with any, then it's time to suggest that they might not be right for this job or this organization. Take special care in this part of the conversation to be compassionate. This is not a time to be glib, rude, or condescending. Instead, it's a time to be caring, both for the employee and for the business. If you and the employee can't agree on a plan for behavior change and it is time for them to move on, well then, make a plan for that. Offer any assistance that you can feasibly help with to find work that's more suited to their personality or their circumstances or whatever, so that they depart with as much goodwill as possible and they impact your operations as little as possible. Step five, follow up. If you're coaching them out of the organization, follow up with whatever steps you said you were going to take. (laughs) And certainly don't just transfer them to another store and make them someone else's problem. That's not fair, and you know it. That's how you landed in this situation. And if you did devise a plan for improvement in their performance, set some specific benchmarks and follow up with them to let them know how they're doing. Do this on regular intervals that are scheduled well in advance. If you don't, one of two things will happen. One, they might not improve, and then you need to meet with them again and it will feel punitive. Oh, here we go again. I'm getting called into the boss's office. Or two, if they do improve, you might miss an opportunity to reinforce their improvement with an acknowledgement 
if you don't have a meeting already set up. And if you haven't heard me say this before, what gets acknowledged gets repeated. And if you have a meeting on the calendar already and they are improving, you get a clear and ready opportunity to acknowledge it, and then you'll get more mileage out of it. And that, my friends, is how you take 100% responsibility for something that is not your fault. So here's a quick recap of the steps. Number one, observe and take notes. Number two, set up a meeting and share your observations and the organizational impact. Number three, listen closely to their side of the story. Number four, make a plan together with the employee. And number five, follow up with goodwill. Now, I asked these new store managers, and in particular, the one who raised the question, to follow up with me and let me know what kind of results they got from having this coaching conversation with the troublesome employee that they inherited. So one story that got back to me from one of these store managers was particularly moving and yielded good results. Samantha, the new manager, told me about how she sat down with Eddie her inherited problem employee, and found some new understanding. She explained to me that he was sleeping on the job, sometimes in places where customers could see him, and sometimes in the back room. In either case, not cool. She had gathered her own observations, in addition from hearing from other employees their frustration with Eddie sleeping on the job, And she shared not the other employees' versions of it, but her own data with him. She was direct, compassionate, and non-threatening. He came forward with several things that she was not aware of. One of them was a health situation that contributed to his falling asleep that she wasn't aware of. But more importantly, he had explained that he had an implicit agreement with her predecessor that he was going to ride out his job at that store for another 18 months until he hit retirement age. The predecessor had agreed to look the other way until he retired. Now, Samantha, the new store manager, of course, was not willing to do that. And it didn't surprise him. They came up with a plan that shifted his schedule to better suit his health needs. They set a minimum level of the quality of his work that he needed to meet. And of course, Samantha insisted that that quality of work required him to be awake on the job at all times. He admitted that he didn't think he was going to get away with the plan that he had with the former manager. And he told Samantha he didn't blame her for bringing it up. He had actually been waiting for the other shoe to drop just as soon as he heard that there was a new manager coming into their store. And he said he was actually relieved to have the conversation with her and get it all out in the open because he was worried he was going to get fired. And he was also relieved to have a plan. In short, he had a lot of respect for her as a result of her holding the conversation. Respect that I'm going to go out on a limb and say he probably would not have had if she had let the problem slide. So my friends, if you have an inherited problem employee at work, or maybe just a situation that's gone on for a long time unaddressed, whether that's at work or in your personal life, I hope this episode has given you some tools to address it. 
Because even if it isn't your fault, it's 100% your responsibility. Try this method out and let me know what results you get. The best way to reach me is to send me a direct message on Instagram. And if we're not already connected there, start following me so that your message comes through to my DM inbox. You can find me at Dr. Janelle Anderson on Instagram. I can't wait to hear your results. Until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.